welcome to Witness, a ministry of Covenant Presbyterian Church in Jackson, Mississippi. Join us in person for worship each Sunday at 9.30 a.m. For more information about Covenant, including discipleship and mission opportunities, visit us at www.covenantpresjackson.org. One of my favorite authors is Walker Percy. As most of you know, Percy was from the South. Born in Alabama, he attended the University of North Carolina and lived in Louisiana for most of his adult life. And this heritage plays a central role in his books. But an even greater influence in his writing was the fact that Percy was a Christian. One of the primary themes in each of his seven novels is what he saw as a spiritual disease in American culture, a pervasive spiritual disease in American culture. And though he wrote books that were set in America about America, this disease that Percy describes is universal to the human condition. He calls it lost in the cosmos, lost in the world, lost in creation lost. The idea that as long as we have lived with ourselves, I mean, you've lived with yourself your whole life, we really don't know who we are. We don't know where we are. We don't know where we're going. Lost. Lost in life. Lost among billions of people on this planet. Lost on this planet among other planets in our solar system. Lost in this solar system among 200 billion other stars in this galaxy. Lost in this galaxy among other galaxies in the universe. Lost in the cosmos. Now, you may not be here this morning thinking that you're lost. But I imagine that you have felt the effects of the spiritual disease. Now, maybe not right now, maybe not right at this moment, but perhaps you have at some point or points in your life. And one of the effects, one of the effects of the spiritual disease that Percy describes is the feeling that you're alone, isolated, that you have trouble really connecting with those around you, that, that no one, you feel that no one truly knows who you are. Because in fact, you don't really know who you are. I mean, maybe, maybe you know what you do. You know your vocation, you know your profession, you're, you're a teacher, you're a doctor, you're an engineer, a lawyer, you're a student, you're, you're retired from something. You know who you are in relation to others. You're a husband, a, a wife, a father, a mother, a son, a daughter, a, a friend, a grandchild. But, but there are many moments, many days, when you can even feel disconnected from that and feel alone isolated, lost in the cosmos. Now, another effect is when you feel like you are just wandering in life with no direction in life, that you're aimless in life. I mean, have you ever asked yourself, what am I doing? Where's this going? Where am I going? Have, have you ever thought, I have no idea what I'm doing? Now, even those of us who, who plan and prepare and set goals, when we reach them, we arrive, we can still wonder, is this right? Is this really what I wanted? 
why do I still feel unfulfilled? Why, why do I still feel like I'm wandering? Why am I so unhappy? Why, why am I still seeking home? Lost. Now, in, in today's world, if such questions happen across your mind, if you're, if you're haunted by feelings of isolation, if you're plagued by the notion that, that you might be wandering in life, you, you can simply set them aside because there are plenty of opportunities for distraction at your fingertips. Entertainment, or music, or movies, or sports, or video games, or social media, or shopping. I mean, you can, you can spend countless hours doing all of these and more without leaving your home, without leaving your room. Distractions from life, from the lostness of life. Well, the Apostle Paul, writer of Colossians, saw what Walker Percy did only in a different time and in a different place and in a different culture. He recognized how lost people were, but he used a different term, a term that we find in our New Testament reading, alienated. Alienated, which means isolated, estranged separated, lost. It's a spiritual disease. It's the human situation. It's the human predicament. And our Old Testament reading from Genesis explains it. Our reading from Genesis forms the basis for Paul's diagnosis of humanity, including you and me. Genesis shows that God created humanity. God created male and female. God created Adam and Eve. God created you in his own image. You were created by God to be in relationship with him, to know him and be known by him, to enjoy him, to glorify him, to enjoy the gifts of his creation, to care and tend for creation, to walk with him. But Adam and Eve disobeyed God. They disobeyed his word. They broke his command. They, they ate the forbidden fruit. They sinned. And with the first sin, sin entered creation, corrupted creation, infected creation, shattered the image of God that you were created with. Adam and Eve became alienated from God. They were cast out of his presence, cast out from the garden. They were lost in the cosmos. And every person ever since has inherited this curse, this spiritual disease, this infection. And because of sin, you are alienated from God. Because of sin, you are separated from God. Lost. Because of sin, you lose sight of who you are, where you are, where you're from, where you're going. Lost. Listen to verse 21 again. And you who once were alienated and hostile in mind, doing evil deeds. Alienated. And not only alienated, hostile in mind. Now, actually, the word here could be translated enemy, enemies in our mind, separated from God, alienated from God, lost. You're an enemy. You're an enemy because of sin. 
And it's precisely because we're enemies that we do evil deeds. And evil deeds, evil actions don't just happen on their own. They come from the heart. They come from the mind, an alienated heart, a hostile mind. And your evil deeds, your sinful acts are are not only against God, they are against God, but they're also against those around you, especially and most often to those closest to you. Family, friends, but sometimes even against those you don't know or know well, lost, alienated. This is a difficult truth because deep in our hearts, we want to belong. Distracted as we are, we don't want separation. We don't want isolation. We yearn for relationship. We yearn for community. We long for someone to know us and understand us. We want to know who we are. We want to know where we are. We want to know where we're going. And God knows this. God knows you. He knows your heart. He, he, after all, he created it. He, he knitted it together. He knows who you are. He knew you before he laid the foundation of the world. You are created in his image. You are created to be in relationship with him. You're created to give him glory. You're created to enjoy him. But he also knows where you are. He knows you're alienated. He knows you're lost. And this is what he's done for you. Listen to verse 22 again. Paul writes, He is now reconciled in his body of flesh by his death in order to present you holy and blameless and above reproach before him. Through Jesus, the Father has reconciled you. That's what Paul says. Reconciled you. Reconcile literally means Bring back together. In other words, mend. Reunite. Make peace. It means, it means you are found in Jesus. You're lost, but now you're found in Jesus, because he's come. We just celebrated his coming. We just celebrated his birth. We just rejoiced in his birth. And he came for you. Jesus came seeking you out like a shepherd after a lost sheep. Jesus came seeking you out, pursuing you, even in your hostility. And he died for you. An enemy. Even though you were an enemy, his enemy, he died for you. His body was broken for you, nailed to a cross for you. By his death, your sin is overcome. By his death, your evil deeds forgiven. By his death, the curse is broken and you are reconciled to God. No longer alienated, no longer separated, no longer lost, no longer an enemy. Now at peace, reunited. Now a child, a beloved child, a son, a daughter of the heavenly father. Through faith in Jesus, you belong to him. 
This, this is what's called justification. Justification. God's work of reconciliation in Jesus through his death upon the cross is justification. Your change of status from an enemy to a child is justification. It's salvation. It's real. It's now through faith. But in this verse, Paul also describes the second part of salvation. It's the part that takes longer. It's not immediate. In fact, it takes a lifetime. Sanctification. Sanctification. Listen to verse 22 again. He has now reconciled in his body of flesh by his death. Justification. He's now reconciled in his body of flesh by his death. Justification. It happens now. It's immediate. And then the second part. In order to present you holy and blameless and above reproach before him. Sanctification. Jesus reconciled you through his death. That happens now. It happens immediately. And he did so to present you holy and blameless and above reproach before the Father. That does not happen immediately. Growing in holiness takes time. Sanctification takes time. In fact, it takes a lifetime. It's growing in faith. It's growing in obedience. It's growing in your relationship with your Father. It's dying to self. It's transforming into what God created you to be. It's it's God restoring that broken, shattered image. It's being more and more like Jesus. And this, this is the work of God's Spirit in your life. It's the work of the Holy Spirit in your life. It's the work of the Holy Spirit in your heart right now, right now. And also tomorrow and next week, and next year, 2022, and your whole life. It's God's Spirit working through His Word, through the Scriptures. It's it's essential that you read God's Word. It's essential that you study God's Word and love God's Word, because that's how you know His will for you for your life. And God, God speaks to you through his word. The Holy Spirit speaks to you through his word, seals God's word on your heart and transforms you by it. But sanctification is also God at work, his spirit at work, working through events in and around your life, working through people in and around your life, refining you, purifying you just like fire to metal, which means sometimes it burns. But it is divine, purifying love, preparing you for an eternity of love, an eternity more glorious than you can ever imagine. Do you feel lost? Lost in the cosmos? Jesus has come. Christmas has come. Jesus sought you out. He's found you. Be reconciled in him. No longer an enemy, but a child of the living God. And in this new year ahead, 2022, in those moments, those hours, those days, when you still feel lost, 
alone, isolated. When you still feel like you're wandering, stumbling through life aimless, remember. Remember that you were found. The good shepherd sought you out. The good shepherd laid down his life for you. Remember, you belong to him. And remember, remember your life is in his hands. Remember, he knows where you are going and he's with you. The good shepherd is with you day in and day out, hour in and hour out, second in and second out. The good shepherd is with you, guiding you and protecting you and leading you to home, your eternal home with your father above heaven. So remember, and remember, remember Jackson, Jackson is full of people lost in the cosmos. Ask God to use you, to use you as a signpost, to use you as a sign pointing the way, pointing to the way, pointing to Jesus Christ. Ask God that he might use you, your life, to point to Jesus Christ, the one who has come, the one who reconciles, and the one whose spirit purifies. Thanks be to God. Thank you for tuning in to Witness, a ministry of Covenant Presbyterian Church in Jackson, Mississippi. 